Welcome to Financial Strategies, sponsored by Heritage Reverse Mortgage, where we discuss the best strategies and tools to live more abundantly. Here's your host, Trevor Carlson. Hello and welcome to Financial Strategies, a show where we give you the best tools and strategies to help you live more abundantly. I am your host and sponsor, Trevor Carlson. I am a reverse mortgage specialist and I own Heritage Reverse Mortgage. If you're tuning in for the first time, the purpose of our show is to introduce you to the products and the services and professionals that are available that would help you live more financially free. One of the advantages that I have as a businessman is I am constantly meeting professionals and being exposed to companies that offer some truly incredible financial tools and services. So my clients are always asking me, who do you recommend for this or for that or for whatever it is? And that's why we're producing this show is to help people hear and listen to to scenarios and situations that, that will give you ideas on how you could live more abundantly. Joining us today is Troy Barnes. Troy is the president of Estate Protectors, and he specializes in all things estate planning and insurance services. Troy, thank you for being with us today. Thank you very much, Trevor. I've asked Troy to join me today so we could talk about something that comes up a lot, especially with, uh, with retirees. And we're going to be talking about survivor and trustee coaching because I cannot emphasize the importance of setting up your estate planning properly. Uh, but first, Troy, why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about yourself, how you came to be here in Southern Utah, how you became a, um, a, a estate planner, and uh, just the background of estate protectors. Well, Trevor, first of all, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to be here today and and really to discuss this very important topic. Um, as the name of my company implies, Estate Protectors, uh, I assist clients in preserving their family's estate and financial future. Um, where it all started, I, I'm from the Bay Area in Northern California. I spent 52 years uh, in Northern California before moving here a couple of years ago. But uh, I started working in the 90s for a law firm. And my position at the law firm was to help educate families on how to protect their, their family's their, uh, assets and estate. And during the course of you know, working for the law firm, I saw something that was quite disturbing to me, and that, that was really the, the families that we were helping do the estate planning, ultimately many of their adult children were coming into the law firm with nothing but problems. And I, I just it just shocked me because I thought, well, wait a minute. Here their parents are doing the planning to avoid these problems, but yet, you know, many, many families were coming in with problems and, and ultimately paying excessive fees to the attorneys. So I, I wanted to find out why is this happening? And so a couple of the things, there's really three main things that I determined um, of why families have problems with uh, the estate planning that their parents leave them with. First, um, as we all know, we go to attorneys to to have them complete legal documents. And the attorneys do the legal documents, and, and also most attorneys are going to help transfer real property into the trust, but really that's where the job of the attorney stops. And so what, what's left is a whole lot of work for, for uh, the clients. And so the things that I, I witnessed that families were having problems with is, one, assets were not funded in the trust, and therefore, ultimately, there could be a court process, a short probate. Another very common uh, problem, and it's actually a big problem, is many people that have their life insurance, IRAs, annuities, they have their spouses listed as, as pr uh, primary beneficiaries, 
but many of them don't know who they have as the contingent. And that's really where the problem lies because so many of these families I was meeting, the, the contingent beneficiary designations were not in, in alignment with what the trust instructions were stating in the documents. So uh, big problems happen there because what, what the ultimate outcome is is an undesirable, undesired outcome. Uh, asset transfer was happening not the way that was intended. So if I can break in here for just a second, Troy, for those who may not understand, because a lot of the clients I talk to, um, you know, everybody knows what a will is, but only about half of my clients have a trust. Can, can you explain for us what is the difference between a will and, and a trust? Well, that's a, that's a great question. I just did a presentation yesterday, and, and the uh, approximate numbers last study I saw is 46% of Americans do not have any planning at all. But wow. of the 54% that do, about half of them just have a will in place. And really the, the good thing about a will is it tells the judge what your intentions are for the distribution of your estate and for also who you want to have handle your estate. That's known as the executor. I'm sure our listeners have heard that term. The advantage of a living trust, a revocable living trust, is if your assets are properly funded in that trust, retitled in the trust, the, the probate process is completely eliminated. And so the, the, the whole estate is held in a private manner uh, as opposed to a public setting in a, in a court process. So, so this is how I've always understood it, and correct me if my understanding is wrong. The idea is that with a will, you're telling the courts, this is what I want to have happen. With a trust, you're just doing it, right? When you pass away, everything is automatically transferred. Yeah, in, in those documents, you've made it crystal clear who you want to have handle your affairs for you while you're alive or you're deceased. That's where the power of attorney and care directives come in. Those are the living documents, I call them. But because you've made it so crystal clear and because the main mechanism to avoid probate is that asset funding that I've talked about, uh, it, it, it keeps everything out of court. So really, uh, Trevor, my whole company... Estate Protectors was founded on this opportunity to really make the planning complete for families after the attorney drafts the documents. And of course, keep it up to date over time so really no problems exist. So how do you help people to prepare for these events so that it, it does go as smoothly as possible? Because, you know, of course, in the one part, you, you know, they're losing a loved one. And, and that by itself is a major blow, but how can you help them to transition financially so that the event isn't as detrimental as it could be? I'm going to share with, with the audience here in a few moments a case study that's really just the best way I can show how I, the many different ways I help families. But you're right, Trevor, the worst possible time we're grieving, we have anxiety, there's lots that has to be done. There's a study I just read recently that it takes uh, six six or more months for a surviving spouse to really get kind of back to normal, even though it's a new normal at that. In, in 20 years plus of experience in this industry, I have really an unofficial survey that I've taken. And that is, my experience is about three quarters of the time, the person that handles in a marriage, the bill pay and the personal finances ends up being the one that passes away first. So listeners, if you're, you're thinking to yourself right now, honey, you're taking over all the bill pay starting today. You don't have to go that distance. I often coach my clients to proactively help your spouse understand the bill pay and personal finance role that you play. So 
at this particular time when there is a survivorship situation, uh, they're prepared for that. You know, and, and as we're talking about this, my thoughts turn to, to my own experience. You know, I've, uh, I'm the youngest of eight kids. I've lost both of my parents already. And in both situations, neither of my parents had a will or trust in place. Now, fortunately, all of my brothers and sisters and I get, get along really well. And so it was good that we were able to get through this together. But, you know, I've seen situations where somebody had just two children and it turned into an absolute nightmare as they settled the estate. Um, <clears throat> so from what you're saying, you know, we, we tend to think about survivorship as, as just a surviving spouse, but would you agree that, uh, that this is, is vital as well for the other children of the other members of the estate? A- absolutely, Trevor. Uh, everything I'm really discussing about survivorship really does apply to what I call, uh, trustees or executor coaching that I do for, the sake of time, I'm, I'm really just focusing on the survivor setting, but absolutely this applies. And you'll see in my example here in a few moments how it applies to the surviving children. Well, let's go ahead and get into that. I'd love to hear some of your stories uh, of the experiences you've had and the way you've been able to help people to navigate this uh, this time in their lives. Well, I'll go ahead and share with you a case study. A woman I met quite a few years ago in California, her husband died. And at that time, they had no estate planning. That's why she came to meet with me. The good news is he had left her a $400,000 life insurance policy death benefit. He told her very clearly, honey, do not put it in the market and lose it. And at that time, it would have, it would have taken a big hit. So this was good advice from, from her husband. The, just to sum it all up, the services that we provide this woman, we started with what she asked us to do, and that is to set up her estate planning. I, I introduced her to the attorney in my office. And then I helped her handle all of her claims, all of her notifications to all the various financial institutions and agencies that she needed to contact, such as Social Security, the insurance company, of course, his pension company, et cetera. With the death benefit, what I did, as, as we all know, when, or maybe we don't all know, but when one of us dies in a marriage, we, we take a fairly substantial hit on income. And so one of the first things I did is I took some of the money that he left her and created a guaranteed stream of lifetime income to replace that lost income from her husband's Social Security and pension. So what I did is I bought a stream of guaranteed lifetime income to replace his, actually her Social Security and, and his pension. So from an income standpoint, she was now set for the rest of her life. With some of the money, I bought a care plan uh, for $100,000. It provided approximately $300,000 worth of care benefits, ultimately which she had to use half of. The other half that she didn't use while needing care ended up going to the children. The remainder of that pool of money that came from the death benefit, I put in a principal-protected account, making approximately 4 to 5%. Wow. And also that ultimately passed on to her kids when she passed. So as you can see, Trevor, I'm starting, I'm not only solving her immediate problems, but I'm setting it up for the legacy uh, and, and wealth distribution as well. You know, and, and that's why I really like that you call it coaching, because that's really what we try to do pe- with people is is help them, educate them, coach them through these future experiences. Um, because, of course, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. The best we can do is prepare and plan for, uh, for what, uh, w- what may happen. So tell me more about this woman, Troy. What else did you do to help her? 
The list is pretty long, Trevor. Uh, one of the things I helped her with is setting up her online bill pay accounts. She was one of the spouses that never touched the, the family personal finances and bill pay. So I got a new system in place for her to move forward and handle her bills. I also, um, she slowly started to deteriorate herself with her health. And so I introduced her to a home care company that I was aligned with at that time. And so for, I think about a year to a year and a half, she was receiving home care. And at that time I got a chance to file a claim on that policy I put in place that we bought with her husband's death benefit. At a certain point, her home care got started getting so expensive that it was just financially sound to, for her to move into assisted living. And so at that time, I helped her find the right assisted living. I call that senior placement and got her situated and then actually ha helped her handle all aspects of getting her house ready to sell, selling it th through my realtor. And I brought in my whole team. I call that service in my business, senior relocation services. Upon her passing, ultimately, I was there to help her son settle the estate, and uh, two of her four kids are now my clients, including that son. Awesome. You know, and that's one of my favorite things about what you do is it's, yes, you specialize in particular areas of, of dealing with estate planning, but I love that you stay involved throughout it all, that, you, that you're able to guide and direct, uh, be a one-stop shop, as, a, as it were, for these types of things. And, and more importantly, I love that you don't exit the scene um, after that first transaction, that you stay with them um, throughout the rest of their life. I think that is such a valuable uh, service that you provide for them. So, Troy, going back to your, your client, let's imagine that she, she just had to stay in the home. For whatever reason, she wanted to remain in the home. What services could you have helped her with that, that would have allowed her to get the care she needed but live in the home that she, had, uh, that she had grown to love so much? Trevor, I'll add on to that just a little bit. That's a great question. Let's just say that she didn't have that $400,000 death benefit and things are really tight for her and she's trying to stay home as long as possible doesn't see a way that she can afford assisted living. And this is really where I partner with you in this case, though this was in California, I was with another reverse mortgage partner, but if, if we would have needed to go into that direction to free up some of the equity in her home, this is absolutely one of the viable reasons to have a reverse mortgage is to keep somewhat in their own home and receiving care at the place that they're comfortable. You know, and thank you, of course, for that plug. But but I love that. I you know, as I've as I've gotten to know Troy over the past couple of years, one of the things that I that I love about Troy is he is so well connected. As I mentioned in the introduction, you know, that's one of the best parts about being in business is that we have a guy that will do just about anything, um, just as the nature of, of of what we do. And and I love that about you, Troy. You're connected with all the right people, so that if it's something you don't provide, you know somebody that can provide it for them. You know, Trevor, I, as you've witnessed, I, I literally dig in, roll up my sleeves, and get all information on my on my prospective clients. And in doing so, when we pre present solutions to them, I'm a specialist at a few things, but I need to bring in other specialists to help me. And, and you're right. I need to be connected. I need to have a, a team of uh, advisory professionals that I've vetted and I've that I trust. And so that, that is really the position that I asked for and that I've created is to just really be the uh, relationship person that kind of guides and 
brings my clients down a path which ultimately leads to um, a state distribution and state uh, wealth transfer to the kids. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for being here with us today, Troy. And for all of you who are listening, please take this into serious consideration. If you don't have a plan in place, uh, an estate plan in place, or if you do have an estate plan in place, I would recommend a free consultation with Troy uh, to go over everything that you've got and to help you fill any gaps or holes that, that you may be concerned about or that you may not even know exist at this point. Call Troy at 435 215 7925. That's 435-215-7925. You can visit them at estateprotectors.net. That's estateprotectors.net. Thanks again, Troy, and we'll uh, we'll have you back soon. Great being with you here, Trevor. We're going to take a quick break right now, but please stay with us. When we come back, we're going to give some more examples and explanation on how these things we're talking about could affect and benefit your life. Are you looking for ways to live better in retirement and have more peace of mind financially? A reverse mortgage may be the answer. Now, this is not the reverse mortgage that you've heard about. Introducing the new reverse mortgage offered at Heritage Reverse Mortgage. The FHA has made major changes, and the HECM reverse mortgage is now one of the greatest financial planning tools ever created. For more information, call Trevor at Heritage Reverse Mortgage, 435-359-9000, or request your free DVD at heritagereversemortgage.com. So today we've been talking with Troy Barnes about estate planning and uh, survivorship coaching. Guys, I cannot emphasize how important this is uh, in my business. You know, as a reverse mortgage specialist, I see this constantly. You know, statistically speaking, what we see is that, that you know, uh, the average couple will come in, and if they're both the same age or about a year apart, uh, the husband almost, you know, regularly will pass away about five or ten years before the wife passes away. Now imagine how painful that will be for her to lose the, the love of her life, the companion, and, and, and the person she spent most of her life with, and have to do that without his income. Now, I have some, some specific examples where, where I've seen this play out in real life, and it is always painful to see. This first example is Widow Sophia. Widow Sophia came to me about two years ago, and, and Sophia had just lost her husband. They'd been married for over 60 years. They'd been living in their home for over 15 years, so they had so many memories and so many um, you know, great experiences in the life they had. When he passed away, she was left to survive him without his income and, of course, without him. Now, look at this situation. She's left with a a home. She has a fixed monthly income from Social Security of about $1,500. She has to pay an $1,100 mortgage payment. She has a $250 car payment. She has a credit card, insurances, gas, and everything else. So by the time Sophia went to the store to buy groceries, She's already out of money. And so by coming to me, we looked at her situation. We set up a reverse mortgage for her, and we were able to consolidate all of her debts. And so we rolled the mortgage, we, the car, the credit cards. 
all into a reverse mortgage, and now she owns this home with no required mortgage payments for the rest of her life. To top it off, she was able to set up a growth line of credit for about $50,000. So not only does she have that $1,500 a month in income without any other real obligations, she also has $50,000 that she can turn to when it's needful or when she needs it so that she can travel and spend time with her kids and, and have that little nest egg just to live a little bit better. And so in this situation, it's a great example of how we were able to come in after the passing of her husband and set up a reverse mortgage to, to save her from financial disaster. Now, I also want to give another example, and we'll talk, we'll talk about this next client. Uh, we'll call her Dee. Uh, Dee is one of the, the, the best clients I've ever worked with. Love her absolutely with all my heart. And uh, her situation, she and her husband came to me before his passing, he was already having health issues. We knew that, that he wasn't long uh, to be with us. And so same thing. They sold their other property. They downsized to a new home. They used the proceeds from the sale of their home to buy this home using a reverse mortgage. And so the great thing about this situation is that, that when he passed away um, uh, about a year and a half later, she, again, she owes this, she owns this home with no required mortgage payments. She has money left in the bank from the sale of the previous home. And so financially, she's able to survive for the rest of her life without the necessity of his pension and his uh, his retirement income, uh, which all went away when she passed away. So when we talk about reverse mortgages, you know, I cannot emphasize this enough. Usually when you bring up the word reverse mortgage, people will throw up their hands, uh, they put a disgusted look on their face, and they say, oh, no, not me. I'm never going to do one of those. But I really want you to take into account that in recent years, the reverse mortgage has gone undergone a major renovation. The reverse mortgage of today is so different from what it used to be just even two, three, four years ago. And so if you haven't researched a reverse mortgage lately, I strongly encourage you to come in. Let's have a free consultation. Let's talk about your situation and try to forecast the events of your life and how setting up a reverse mortgage now could be the greatest step you've taken in retirement to secure your finances um, for the rest of your life after you leave the workforce. In our interview with Troy, he mentioned the option of doing in-home care, and I want to touch on that as well and how a reverse mortgage might benefit somebody uh, who wants that. Uh, again, if you can imagine somebody that's lived in their home for 40, 50 years they know they may not have long to live, and, and they don't want to go into a care facility. But how do you do that if you don't have the finances to, to pay for somebody to come in daily to take care of you? Uh, with a reverse mortgage, one of the great benefits, aside from being able to eliminate that required monthly mortgage payment, we're also able in, in many situations to set up a, a growth line of credit. And the beauty of this line of credit is, is you're able to access the equity in your home. It's always tax-free. You're able to pull that money out when you need it without penalties. And, and to top it all off, it, it kind of acts like a savings account in that the money that's left in there is going to grow at an interest rate that's equal to the interest rate on the mortgage. So if your mortgage has a 4.5% interest rate, the growth on the money in your line of credit is always or also growing at 4.5% annually. So it is a beautiful way for you to access those funds you need, stay in the home uh, for the remainder of your life, but be able to afford that in-home care to bring somebody in to, to help you to 
um, to do those daily um, necessities. You've been listening to Financial Strategies, sponsored by Heritage Reverse Mortgage. For more information about reverse mortgages or any of the topics that were discussed today, call Trevor Carlson at 435-359-9000 or visit heritagereversemortgage.com. Heritage Reverse Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS number 1497455.